I've got about ten seconds to tell you how to get two-for-one tickets for top draw comedy nights near you thanks to our friends at the TV channel Dave at absoluteradio.co.uk. Also, I've got to tell you about how you can win prizes while you're there too. I've run out of time, though. You're listening to Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Sponsored by Treeball Soft Mints. Absolute Radio. Well, what do you know? It's the Not The Weekend um, podcast with Frank Skinner through the auspices of... Um, no, auspices of um, Absolute Radio. And I'm with Emily and Gareth mm. in the basement. Hi, Frank. Yeah. It is very basement-like, Well, it's it? a basement, that's why. That's because we're below the ground. <laughs> Often giving a basemental effect, <laughs> I, I always find. It's, um... Yeah, I wonder if people... I don't know if they even care where we, uh, where we are, but we, it's, it, it's quite sm- much smaller than you'd imagine. It's a we're, bunker. We're very... I mean, we are very adjacent. Mm. It's almost... It's, if you can imagine the three of us in a um, phone box... Mm. with, like, a microphone coming down from the ceiling. I I can smell Gareth's aftershave. It's like sharing a toilet seat, the three of us. It's not that bad. Well, no, I can't agree with that analogy. It's not like sharing a toilet seat. A small Chinese restaurant table. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. Anyway, um, I'll tell you what I've been doing this week. Yeah, we'll go straight into it. I've been tidying. And I'll tell you something. I've... um, I quite like it. Mm. Do you, have you ever had the sort of tidying fever? I've heard women speak about this, but never. Mm. It's, it's men, obviously, they don't like to own up. But I, um, I found that even on my night in that I had um, last week, I thought, well, I'll do a bit of tidying now, do 10 minutes. Mm. And what I've started doing is um, throwing out books. Oh. I, start, I thought, what should I throw out? I thought I'll start out with obvious stuff that I'll never want again, um, you know, it's gone very Nazi Germany, Frank. Yes. <laughs> well, funnily enough, I started with combat trousers. Because <laughs> I thought, I'll never wear these combat oh. trousers again. I, and I don't really want to... You know when you see an older man in combat trousers? Mm. And, and often older men, they don't realise that those big pockets on the side of combat trousers are not to be filled. <laughs> you see them with like a load, a load of stuff in their combat trouser pockets. I don't want to be that person. Mm. So they've, they've all gone. My leads I've thrown out. What leads? You know, I used to have 12 dogs. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I've got... Do you, you like leads? doing an investigation? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I gave, it, it, Trying to solve it a murder. The whole thing collapsed, <laughs> so I kept the leads for a while, but then I, I chucked them out. No, I... Um, is, is it just me, or do you not have loads of sort of electrical leads? Yes, yes I did throw away some yes. leads. Yes, I think it's quite day. a big thing when you a throw charger them away. for something I don't own anymore. I threw away a charger, and there was <laughs> yeah. a, the knight was absolutely <laughs> outraged when he came back. <laughs> he had to get a cab. Um, yeah, I, 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 I had no idea what any of them belonged to. I hate a blue one. I don't like it. I found a blue one the other day. Blue lead, like a blue a... lead. What does that do? What's that for? <laughs> a blue lead. It was like, awful. That went straight in the bin. Yeah, I think every lead should have a picture on it of the um, the thing that it's powering. Yeah. So yeah. if it's a lead from great idea. Yeah, from a laptop, it should have a little laptop symbol, and you'd know where you were working. Yeah. I mean, I find myself trying the electric kettle thing into my palm pilot. <laughs> 
Oh, I found the palm pile. Oh, that palm went. pile, I was going to say. <laughs> that went straight out, the palm pile. Along with the Etch-A-Sketch. And then I did the ultimate throwing out thing, which is I started throwing out books. Oh, fine. Which is, um, yeah, exactly. People go, oh, my girlfriend says I think there's something wrong about throwing out books. I wasn't burning them. You know what I mean? It wasn't like Nazi Germany. It was, um, they go to the charity shop and then other people will, will read them. Mm. So um, what was your criteria for throwing away a Well, book? basically, coffee table books out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I see no purpose behind the coffee What's table book. What's architecture, book? interior design books? Big photos books with no writing. World in. of dogs. World of dogs. <laughs> that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, that. And there's just some that, like, they're by famous photographers and they're just photos of people looking. <laughs> Who wants that? And on the coffee table, um, it, they only work for me as a coffee table book. Sometimes I use them as a coffee table. <laughs> I'll have them on my lap with the plate mm. on, you know, use them as a tray. But I think they're, the, they're terrible things. Anyone listening knows me, never buy me another coffee table book and I'll throw it in your face corner first. <laughs> so uh, they've got... I found it exhilarating. The more stuff I want to throw, I want to empty the whole house and, and just zen it up. It's a great feeling. Oh. See, I'm a, I'm a terrible old hoarder. And I know oh, recently... God, I'm <laughs> on the edge of my seat then. <laughs> <laughs> Be careful where you cut that for the trailer. <laughs> and... Um, but I, I had a clear out, Frank, recently. I felt very cleansed. And Gareth what can't went? move on from terrible old order. <laughs> but what went? Well, I found some extraordinary things. I mean, I like to think I'm quite clean. Um, but Gareth, stop Sorry. it. But I found a business card, and it, had, it was from a man, and it had the 0171 prefix on it. Wow. That was phased out 12 years ago. It's amazing what you find when you start oh, tidying yeah. up. I mean, in the spare yeah. bedroom, turns out we've got a fitted carpet. <laughs> <laughs> no idea. Wow. Yeah, anything else you find? Well, lots of things again. Do you throw clothes out? Well, I've had to start. I've had to start because it was getting ridiculous. And you know that thing when they just they build up and they build up and they build up and it's all it's my my own little sort of ecosystem in there in that dressing room area. What's your view on uh, camouflage pattern? Are they still wearable or have they gone? What do you think? Well, I don't mean obviously if you're in the army. Yeah, if you're in the army, all... anything goes. But you can't. Is, is you're it... out there for the cause, and I support you. Um, and I all your fashion mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and only the only the brother turned up. Imagine my disappointment. <laughs> Yeah. No, are they acceptable? You mean? They are. Uh, could, could one wear one of that? You know, when people wear com- combat jacket, combat. It's difficult, Frank. It's a difficult path to tread, and not one I'd really advise you going down. Okay. Sometimes okay. you get the pink camouflage. You know that one. Yeah, you do. But let's let's leave that. Okay. Let's leave that to the fifteen-year-old. Well, I thought I could give those to the army and navy stores. There could be sort of a you know reverse. Sorry, you haven't got pink camouflage. <laughs> no, not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> The don't ask, don't tell policy doesn't really work with pink camouflage <laughs> once you've got to that point. You're right. You know, also, Frank, I worry about combat trousers. It's a bit mad gunman as well. Is, yeah, it is. It's a bit gunman. Yeah, they do. Uh, those people that go postal do uh, tend to wear... that. They've been seen running around local beauty yeah. spots in uh, in military gear or and shades. Tucked into a Timberland. Mirrored, uh, mirrored shades. Yeah. Just in... <laughs> Timberlake. Timberlake, that's yeah. <laughs> I've never been talked into a Timberlake. Can I make that absolutely clear? I've never seen it with him at all. You, you know, not? there are some male sex symbols. You can see, I can see the beauty in Johnny Depp. Hmm. Something weaselly about no, social, Timberlake. Social network, he was 
really unappealing. Johnny Depp? No, in social. No, John, Justin Timberlake. Oh, Justin in social, Timberlake. Oh. No, yeah, but he was supposed to be. Yeah, no, that was. But I mean, I mean, just acting. as a physical specimen. Mm. Oh, was he meant to be unappealing? Oh, he's the type of guy I go for. But yeah. I can imagine, like with Johnny Depp, I, I could lick his tongue oh, <laughs> and not feel that I'd done anything wrong, anything intrinsically wrong, except of course he's a married man. But um, with whereas a, a mere handshake with Justin Timberlake, give me the the. That he would give me the shutters, yeah. Well, it's funny, Frank, talking about cleaning and filthy habits. Mm. I was reading this week, you know, there's a cleaning lady in um, Germany, and she's just written a book called Under German Beds A Cleaning Lady Reveals All. Under German Beds? Well, (laughs) if I'd seen that on on the shelves, I would have kept that one. You wouldn't have chucked the books out. No, on the German bed. She said she saw things. It's a kind of tell-all book. Yeah, they call them kiss and tell. It's kind of clean and tell. Okay. And she says she's found under people's beds the mummified remains of a hamster, half a roast chicken. When she says mummified... Those were her words. When they get the innards out through the nose. <laughs> yeah, it's it actually been jars. embalmed. And <laughs> I don't think just been dead. I think she might mean dead. Um, half a roast chicken... And two freshly pulled teeth. Okay. Mm. You know, um, Iris Murdoch and John Bailey, that they were the. Writers, I know Iris Murdoch. I don't know who John Bailey. Was, uh, um, her husband. Yeah. Oh, right. Who's a, uh, and they were famously just their house was disgusting, like incredibly is that right? messy. Oh, yeah. who rattled your cage? Was the judgment? <laughs> no, they wrote. It's he wrote a book about it, and like tell you all about. And they had this thing called. Um, they would say if they lost something, they would say it's gone to Pieland. Because once they made a pie... <laughs> Mum's gone to Pieland. <laughs> <laughs> once they made, made a pie and put it down somewhere and never found it. <laughs> <laughs> Did they have a Staffordshire Bull Terry? <laughs> a friend of mine, I was at a friend's house and he was preparing a children's party. Mm. And he suddenly said, uh, where's the dog? <laughs> I said, I don't know. So where's the dog? I said, I don't know where he's gone. He raced into the front room. The dog was just finishing a black forest gatto. He was on the table. A black forest gatto, almost as big as the dog. Incredible. Oh, well, I've never... I didn't know the Irish Murdoch's famous filthy house. I love yeah, Gone yeah. to Pieland. Yeah. I shall Pyland use that at home, so, I think. So me, yeah, me and Laura, when we're getting... To, when it's Because we're not good tidiers... Sometimes Ethan walking around, you know, um, the South American children on the rubbish tip. <laughs> I don't, I don't know them. I know them to nod to. I do know. I it's know exactly when yeah. I drove into Manila for the first time. <laughs> yeah. I know what you're talking about. Sometimes yeah. Ethan. It's a child a wandering like through the traffic in nappies. It's that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sometimes we look at that footage and we think they knew the cameras were coming and they've tidied up. <laughs> but no, it's so we're you, not good tidiers. Oh, um, really? No, it you surprised think, me. You think by the time we have kids, we'll have got that sorted out now. We're not, I'll tell not you what surprises yet. me about that is that you, um, because your wife is a school teacher, I imagine a place for everything and everything in its place. I, I imagine her, you know those files with the different coloured tops on the... Uh, I've got that yeah. for my makeup. yeah. Have you really? Mm, yeah, about 12 um, boxes worth. But they're not in a file. Though. No, they're not. In, they're in those big. They're like box files. They're colour coded. Yeah, your colour-coded. makeup is colour coded. Yeah, yeah. That's absolutely <laughs> incredible. Mm. Well, no, but at school she has to be like that because she has to be organised. But she also, for tidying at school, she has an army of little girls to help her. The students, not <laughs> sweatshop. Yeah, <laughs> and so yeah. she orders them around. But like, and at home because she has to do that, she just no, she will just. 
put things on the floor. Oh, I'm I am the tidy one. Well, that sounds something. And I don't tidy up, but I am I'm fine normally. But then when I get a bit low energy, I think oh, it's so messy. When I used to live in a bed sit in uh, Birmingham, there was God, on- that's a depressing start to a sentence. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so there was only three legs on my bed. Oh, Frank. And uh, what I did is I bought... a triangle. I had a look. <laughs> yes, I slept in a triangular bed. <laughs> it was awkward at times. Uh, not good for top and tailing. <laughs> no, not really. No, I slept in the sort of uh, a very angular fetal position. Um, I, I found you could nestle into all three corners on a good night. <laughs> No, I, what I did is I, I worked out, I was, in the, uh, I was in the supermarket, and I worked out that the, the legs on the bed were about the same height as a large tin of beans. Oh. So I bought a large tin of beans, and I put that under the other corner of the bed, and it was there for about four years wow. as the other bed leg. And I thought, you know, if ever there's heavy snow, I'll be glad of that bed leg. <laughs> but I, I don't think I ever ate it. I think... Uh, I think I threw out the baby with the bathwater. You know what water. happened? It went to Pyland. I think it. I think it, it might. Have done. My um, my um, friend worked in a hotel, and they were told, "Get this." It was quite a nice hotel. I won't name names. That uh, when they uh, went into the room to give the room a clean after someone had moved out, is that you use the towels, mm. the dirty towels, to uh, give a wipe round the inside of the electric kettle. <gasps> now oh. that that can't be right, can it? Oh dear, well, that lime scale. No, it's not the lime scale. I'm worried about. <laughs> but yeah, so people have a shower, dry themselves off, you know, in every niche and cranny. And it's going into the kettle, and that's going into the kettle. I mean, the kettle oh, to me is a mysterious world. I have got, um, I have got a see-through kettle, which I I just have don't you? use mm. because there are things in a kettle it's you one don't of those want. Those filter ones. Your kettle's always broken when I've been to your house. You have to start... It's like it's like Angela's ashes. You have to boil the water on the stove. That's what happened last time. Yeah, you, you, that's because I don't get to see the see-through kettle. Because, you know, you can ignore, you can pretend lime scan isn't there, but on a see-through kettle, it's it's staring you in the face. Yeah. And the inside of a kettle is a disgusting place, let me tell you that. Oh, I'll say, let me tell you that. <laughs> um, we had an email in didn't, this we week, did, didn't we? about pedestrian racing. Ah. Um... Dear Frank Posh and Specs, I'm living in Vietnam and uh, pedestrian racing in a place like downtown. Good morning, Vietnam! <laughs> Ever since I put these headphones on, I wanted to shout that. And now it's finally had a legitimate reason. Oh, marvellous. Pedestrian racing in a place, place like downtown Ho Chi Minh City is teeming with obstacles and blocks. Mm. Everything from pavement restaurants, people trying to sell you things, to motorbikes taking shortcuts along the pavement, to suddenly there being no pavement at all. There's a lot more to it than just pure speed. I'd like to know whether you consider pedestrian racing in a venue like this is a higher form than somewhere with less obstacles and blocks available. Good question. Or is racing at a venue with fewer obstacles and blocks actually the purer form of the sport? Mm. That's from Mike in Vietnam. Yeah, at least there's no napalm (laughs) anymore. Look on the bright side, Mike. Mm. Well, I think it's a different... I mean, I think it is still pedestrian racing, but it's it's sort of... um, it's sort of like cross-country, isn't it? Mm. I mean, you, you're never going to hit the speeds, but I, I like the idea of having to go around street traders and um, maybe a Vietnamese pot-bellied pig, I imagine, mm. lying, in the, uh, lying in the heat of the gutter. Mm. Have you seen those things? What, Vietnamese pot-bellied pigs? Yeah. 
George Clooney's got one. That's all I need to know. Uh, George Clooney's got one mm. as a pet. Yeah, that disgusts me. <laughs> but um, I, yeah, they're lovely, lovely. Fat. They are pot bellied in a lovely. We, we've got a pot belly and we don't care kind of David mm. Baddiel kind of a way. Oh, well, we've got a pot belly, and it's our role in life to have a pot belly. Yeah, we we are licensed <laughs> to have a. We're obligated to have a pot belly. That's the look on a pot bellied <laughs> pig's face. Hey, don't, don't ever go at me about the pot belly. I mean, you know, I didn't. I didn't come up with the name. No, they're happy with the pot belly. No, it's, but it's interesting that I love the. I love, love, love the fact that pedestrian racing is an international. Uh, mm. Oh, everyone's at it. Well, not everyone, but you down in your heels. <laughs> so, um, Posh and Bex are having another baby. Mm. Oh, God, have you just heard? <laughs> <laughs> you got a text. <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought what I liked about... Um, she said in the paper a while ago that they're having another baby and she said that chances of having a girl, she thought at this stage, chances of having a girl were slim. I thought, wow, even her chances are slim. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> and the girl, the girl will certainly be slim. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, that's true. No, they're all quite slim. Mm. <laughs> what if they had a fatty? <laughs> BFM. <laughs> That'd be great. You wouldn't want to be BFM in that family. They'd soon, uh, they'd come up with something, wouldn't they? Mm. The lipo or oh, yeah. something of that nature. But it's good news, obviously. Yeah, lovely yeah. news. And um, is it Romeo Beckham? Was just yeah. um, he was just voted twenty um, sixth best dressed man in the GQ. Man. Yeah, oh. he's very stylish though. Is he? Mm, he's got a strong kind of signature look. What is his <laughs> what signature is? look? He wears. He often wears a waistcoat, which I like. <laughs> what? Just a waistcoat, like top no. cap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Does he? he wears a waistcoat? Yeah. Oh, that is... Oh, I hate that. That's child at wedding, isn't it? <laughs> you know, the brocade waistcoat on the child, thinking, oh, we've dressed him up for that. And they just look like... Look, when they're people... Put, when the Victorians used to put dogs in suits. I Looks ha- like that. I did see some celebrity's child in Hello! magazine once with a baby grow tuxedo, which was quite <laughs> gross as well. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah so he was sort of I watched that Essex what's it called Oh the only way is Essex Only way is Essex and they'd got a, a baby girl and mm. on her baby grow it said future footballer's wife Did it say that <laughs> Yeah wow. <laughs> I love it when people just become parodies <laughs> of themselves <laughs> Yeah, so um, he wears a waistcoat, a black skinny jean. Mm. Um he's he sometimes rocks a scarf as well and he's got great hair. Oh god. I don't <laughs> think kids should be I wore short trousers till I was 11. <laughs> right. And, well, actually, come to think of it, mainly as a kid, I wore a cowboy outfit for, I'd say, <laughs> the first six or seven <laughs> years of my life. I mean, you know, I oh, I, I didn't couldn't... know you were quite that old. I yeah. I come back to the <laughs> yeah. old yeah, yeah, West Midlands. <laughs> I was in Arizona in the 1860s. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. We used to see Wild, we used to see Wild Bill on his way to work in the morning. <laughs> Did you genuinely? Did you genuinely think? Would you just put that on as a, as your clothes yeah, every day? Yeah, that was my clothes. <laughs> Didn't an adult stop you? No, I think it was just accepted then. You know, I didn't have that many clothes. It would stop me wearing out the other things. So I had a cowboy outfit until I was like <laughs> nine, and then. Uh, as I've mentioned on the show before, my mum made me a Batman outfit. So oh, I, don't. I can't bear the poignancy of that. With the Is that the wellies one? Yeah, that's right. Oh, we had wellies. So I essentially... Jeans. Yeah, swimming trunks over jeans. <laughs> oh, I can't bear it. And a grey jumper. With the, <laughs> but I, I essentially wore fancy dress until I was 11. <laughs> 
So, Romeo Becker with his skinny jeans. And, oh, yeah, it's got skinny jeans, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> In every sense of, yes. It, yeah, oh, that, I can't understand that. And, and, and when I wore dress for school, when, I never went to a school uniform school until I was 11. And the one thing that sticks in my memory about mm. my, every picture of me from my childhood, of which there are about seven, because mm. we didn't have a camera, <laughs> um, I'm wearing a snake belt. Oh, well, the, the double S's, belt? the S's. Yeah, like yes. a little uh, S shape. They were still snake. around in my day. Yeah. For some of the, the other children. Everybody yeah. wore, wore those uh, snake belt things. It was. We well, say everybody. Well, everybody in working class West Midlands. Yeah. Yeah, every picture I've got, if, even and some of the cowboy outfit ones, I've incorporated a snake belt. Did you wear them with a jean, though, Frank? Did you wear a jean? Well, you know, I wore, as you know, a Tesco Levi, <laughs> <laughs> which was barely qualified as denim. It was blue, and that, that was about it. But a short trousers, mainly, as, as a kid. Oh. I was more sort of... Um, well, I had... I did have... I was a bit sport. Victorian child was my signature look. Yeah, Violet Elizabeth kind. Yeah, a bit. There was some. There were some britches. Wow. There was a lot of smocking. There was even a tam shanta. Smocking. Yeah. Well, a dress with smocking. Do you understand? Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, I was thinking eighteenth-century agricultural <laughs> with the three X's. The Haywain. Yeah. No. No. Um, so yeah, that was my. What was that your? That was your look. Yeah. Lacy and. Well, no. Flowery. As I got older. I, I developed my own style and I had things like the reversible pink bomber jacket, which if you can forget, which had, it was bright, shocking pink on the outside, opal fruit stripey on the inside, and it was reversible. Opal fruit stripey? And then my sister bought the same one. Oh, no. That was my Vietnam. That was my personal <laughs> Vietnam. That was the worst thing that had ever happened to me. Yeah. You weren't there, man. <laughs> you don't know what it was like. <laughs> Wow. Good morning, Opal Fruit Stripes! <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you said every morning? Gareth, I imagine you in um, in a sort of little Lord Fauntleroy blue velvet cat suit. Yeah. Well, well, I was blue, I did think. I don't mean colour. as a child, I'm just saying <laughs> when I imagine you. I, um, I, I'm a sucker for something a little bit quirky. Oh. So, like, when at school, really, you should just try and dress Mother as Goose much... Mother Goose outfit? <laughs> as much, like... <laughs> just spent your whole life looking through gauze. Throat gauze. <laughs> yeah, I was also in a fancy dress, unfortunately. No, um, you know, and um, you should try and dress as much like everyone else at school as possible. Mm. And um, wax jackets were in. Wax oh, jackets? Barbers. Yeah, sort of like, yeah. Well, we oh, didn't have barbers where we lived. No, but your parents had some lovely ones. <laughs> yeah, my... <laughs> That uh, they decided to keep for themselves. <laughs> oh, so they were actually in yeah, fashion. Yeah, no, everyone Did was wearing them. Did you live in the countryside? In Leicestershire, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, sort of. Yeah, but everyone, everyone was wearing them. And um, I went to the wax jacket shop, and I got a. They had a blue one on offer. Mm. So oh. everyone else was in green, yeah. and I got a blue oh. one. But also, they had a flat cap to match. <laughs> I'm so liking, I, I'm liking. So I got that's like the, one of those actor caps that you hate, <laughs> Frank. Yeah. yeah. When. When an actor doesn't want to be spotted, yeah. Mm. And so I wore that ensemble and... Um, ensemble. Raymond Blanc. <laughs> I say ensemble <laughs> is what you wore. So you were all in blue. Yeah. Mm. And how long did you did you tote that <laughs> outfit? Well, I, I think the cap was removed from me 
by people on the bus the oh, first day. Oh, oh really? Oh, I, think. It's a shame. I, I don't know how poor they, we were, they, but I sort of wore clothes until they fell from me. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I absolutely wore them out till there was nothing. Till they were just fibres. <laughs> I suppose all clothes are just fibres, ultimately. That's a thing to say to the deputy editor of InStar magazine. What about that? So what about um, Nathan? How do you dress him? Do you dress him all Ethan. trendy? Ethan! Ethan, what about him? Well, at the moment, he's going through... Um, oh, God. I forget. got the no, name wrong. Yeah, okay. I got the name okay. wrong, haven't <laughs> No, to be fair... <laughs> I got the name wrong. I know. Laura's granddad Nathan calls Detroit. Him Nathan. Sorry. Does he call him Nathan? Yeah. Okay. It's an easy mistake. He he's going to st- his favourite game at the moment is to play giants. Is this the granddad still? No. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Ethan. Yeah. And um, what that involves is wearing a hat, any hat, and then doing massive big giant steps. Okay. Like a giant, and then does massive big sort of slightly manic goose stepping. Yeah, he says that, but he's not giant. Really. <laughs> no, he's okay. not. He's very tiny, yeah. and he'll do it in like my mum's green beret. <laughs> Hold on. Although that sounds like... Oh. Baran, <laughs> manic goose-stepping. <laughs> mm. Keep him away from Poland. That's my advice. So, um... I took, and I took him shoe shopping the other day, and, um, Jared was our, um... In Clark's, you can get all... I shouldn't say the... But other shoes are available. Um, <laughs> that you could, you get the baby's feet properly measured, so you can do widths the and width length. fitting? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fitting. That's oh, yeah. Cool. Did you um, put it on that little gauge they used to have, and they pull like a tape across? I remember across. that. Yeah, yeah. That's oh, I used to fall off. They still that. do that. Very yeah. wide feet. I've got like Shrek. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I have thought that actually before. <laughs> Slightly webbed as well. <laughs> and um, it was quite um, difficult to because Ethan wants to do everything himself now, so he didn't want the man oh, to God, do. Oh God, he wanted to actually do the cobbling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jared was our assistant, young oh, Jared. He oh, did Jared. his best to help. And Ethan wanted to put... He, we picked some shoes, some brown... Um, Not brown extra whites. Yeah. That's what you've got, Frank. Oh, now, a woman you came up to me uh, last night. I did... Um, uh, I did uh, Adrian Charles's TV show. It wasn't last night, actually. It was Sunday. And a woman mm. came up to me and said, uh, Are those the white extra browns? <gasps> and what, no, the brown extra whites. <laughs> actually, they were extra brown at the time. Oh, she's a listener. <laughs> Yeah, she's listening. I was, I was amazed that anyone listens to this. I think they're lying. I mean, I think this far into the into the Not The Weekend podcast, we could say anything, because most people... It's like um, Brief History of Time. The first... It's only the first 30 pages, the rest are blank, because Hawking knew no one to get any further than that. Anyway, sorry, so what shoes did you settle for? Some brown kind of... Um, and they, they've got a uh, Velcro and kind of a, an elasticated lace. Belt and braces approach. An (laughs) elasticated lace. It's got everything. So there's slip-ons, lace-ups and Velcro. He's he's not coming out of those in a hurry. (laughs) No. Well, that's the idea. Stuck was like a vice, wearing a vice. Yeah. Is it going to be like um, those ones that Richard Gere wore in, um, was it American Gigolo or something, when he's he's connected to the ceiling? (laughs) (laughs) Is that what it was called, American Gigolo? Yeah. Just the Gigolo. Wrong film. It's when he he does a big workout scene. Gareth, it's like a really macho workout. Yeah, do people do that anymore? His feet are connected yeah. to the so ceiling. Hangs upside down. I think my brother had some of those things. <gasps> not the fit brother. No, the other one. Uh, <laughs> I don't, I'm not interested in his work. He had them connected not to the ceiling. Fit. Well, you have a bar. You put a bar, and then they've got sort of ankle things, and then hooks, and you can hang upside down. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know if that was necessarily... <laughs> <laughs> necessarily talking keep fit. Is that? Oh, oh God. Oh, gosh. 
Um, anyway, so Ethan put the shoes on, and um, of course we go. Do you want to have a little walk around with them? Of course, he walked like a giant. So oh, yeah. this weird manic goose stepping. Yeah. And I had to be like, no, he, that's not his normal walk. How did How did Jared take it? Jared took it in his stride. Mm. Oh, did oh. he take it in Ethan's stride? <laughs> I, I always think it's a bit of a waste of time, that, when you put shoes on, you walk, like, six feet up and down the shop and go, yeah. Yeah, that's a practical <laughs> road run for wearing a pair of shoes. <laughs> you don't often see people going, ah! Oh, no! Ah! No, exactly. You're doing the kind of shoes I'm trying on, <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, they go, ah! I know what, I yeah, bought perfect. some, I bought some uh, trainers, some running shoes, and they took me outside the shop to run up and down the alley. They didn't. At the side. Yeah. Wow. And I tried on about four pairs, and they say, oh, you lean slightly to the left. And, uh, and I said, yeah, but I'm not buying shorts. <laughs> uh, uh, and, uh, yeah, they, I, I ran up and down, and they, uh, they estimated what kind of shoe I needed. They're really... I mean, wow, wouldn't it be great trusting. to do that? You know, if you road test a car, mm. they should be able to do that. They should, you know, the, one of the assistants should go for, say, a three-mile walk with you. In, in I'm sorry, Frank. If I went to buy anything and a shop assistant went, just go down that alley there, <laughs> I wouldn't do it. Oh, OK. I was very trusting. <laughs> yeah, I ran for about half a mile before I uh, before he gave up. <laughs> you ran out of, into a Mark Almond gig, and then there was I ran never straight through a Mark Almond. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even sit down. I just ran through, looked at the stage, and went whoa! <laughs> You're listening to Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Working towards a mintier world with Tree Boss Soft Mints. Absolute Radio. <laughs> 